Why did I choose Santia? I chose her because I chose God. And I, I keep going back to it. Since we've been together, <clears throat> I've seen myself <clears throat> grow. I've seen her grow in ways that we didn't even know was possible. The way we complement each other in every way. You know, we're both from two totally different worlds, but it goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I will say. Um, and and I know it's all of this was for a bigger purpose and for a bigger reason. I never imagined my public healing would inspire others to heal across the world. I thank you for using him to reach the world with a message of hope in relationships. But your life does not. God, you are my publicist. We laugh. <laughs> we share the unadulterated truth. He said, not only have I not divorced you, I ain't exposed you. Oh. We didn't marry fans, we married forever. And we wanted forever to act like a fan. Reveal her, Jesus. I will not compromise mm -mm. on getting a woman of God. You don't have to. And Father, I declare for his future wifey, thank you for preserving her. This season, I declare miracles and manifestations. See, you're selling scripts. And you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I, I noticed that right away. You being true to who you are, you're going to attract. Mm. It's a Hebrew word, chayil, and it was translated wealth, and it means people. It means men, it means resources, and it means means. I'm Lateris R. Whitfield, and this is the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lateris R. Whitfield. Listen, listen, listen. This is the beginning of season six. Now, I affectionately nicknamed this season Miracles and Manifestation. So what I'm believing God for is for God to uh, just do something amazing. Uh, things that you've been faithing God for, uh, I pray that God answers those prayer requests during this season. And um, we're going to kick this episode off with some amazing guests. But before we get started, are you still shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, come on, can you hit that subscription button and subscribe? Make sure you turn on your notification bell so you'll be notified about upcoming episodes. I miss y'all. I got to admit, I missed y'all this uh, for these last uh, few weeks, but I had to, you know, put some things in order to gear up for this season, um, put some processes and procedures in place so we can uh, move more efficiently and I can get some rest because I'm telling you, I spent a lot of time sleeping in this office. Uh, but listen, I was so inspired by this couple's story and uh, y'all are going to see why. So welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my new homies. Isaac Barnes and Cynthia Deck. How you doing? Amazing. Y'all amazing. Y'all amazing. Amazing. So, um, you know what? I normally name an episode and I didn't even think about what I'm going to name this episode. So we're going to let, we're going to just have a conversation and then we're going to figure out what we're going to name it uh, later. Um, so, Cynthia, I've come to know about you back in 2020. People started DMing me uh, your videos. What were you doing on your videos that you would think that they would connect you to Mr. Dear Future Wifey? <laughs> um, so I was writing letters to my future husband and 
I would randomly write these like letters and it wasn't like something I was doing like every month or every whatever. Literally, I would just get this urge and I just say it was God telling me like it's time to go ahead and put something new out. Um, and I just, I've been doing that since 2017. 2017. What led to you writing your first letter? What led to me writing my letters was heartbreak. Honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was in a relationship at the time and I thought that he was the one. Um, but unfortunately, it ended up, you know, not being what what I thought it was going to be. And I was really, really heartbroken at that time. And I remember my mom told me, you know what you should do? You should just start writing letters and manifesting, you know, the part, the the man that you want, but be super intentional. Mm. So, and whenever you feel like, you know, you're ready to put out a letter, just, just put it out. And I was writing it, but then I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on social media. And I was scared because I yeah. didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to yeah. look like I was being extra thirsty. Yeah. But something just kept telling me to do it because you never know who's out there, who's watching. You never know if my husband was was out there. Look at that. He, he pointing. He yeah. yeah. manifested me, boo thing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 2017, Isaac, if you think back, what were you doing in 2017? Man, my entire life was, it was in this moment of like crescendo. That's the best way I can explain it. Like everything was in a transition phase. So that year I was married, which is something I don't think you do. Nuh-uh. So yeah, I was married that year and I was going through the ending of that marriage, right? And so it was, you know, it, that whole experience, you know exactly what I'm referring mm-hmm. to, that whole experience of a lot of things coming to the surface you know, you trying to communicate and having issues with communication. Yeah. Trying to figure out and navigate ther- therapy and all of these other things that God uses to reveal yourself to yourself. Oh, there best it way is. I can explain it. So. You said reveal yourself to yourself. Isaac, what do you mean about that? Mm, so, you know, I think all of us are walking around with things on the inside. You know, the they call it the shadow self. That's yeah. That's one of the terms that I've heard. And for me specifically, it was, you know, are you going to show up and be who you say you are? Are you going to show up and, you know, value your needs? Or are you going to allow someone else to dictate all those things for you and continue to show up the way you're showing up as a result of it? Or are you going to man up to it? And for me, that was that year. Did you know that the Dear Future Wifey podcast is number one in Jamaica? Well, guess what? We are going to go to Montego Bay, May the 4th through the 7th. We have teamed up with I Can't Wait to Travel. And we've put together this beautiful event. We've curated this amazing excursion. Uh, let, me, let me just be honest with y'all real quick. I don't take vacations. I haven't taken a vacation in four years. Pretty sad. Listen. Don't feel sorry for me, because when I'm out there in Mo Bay, we're going to have some fun. So you got to say Mo Bay to make it seem like you know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? You got to say Mo Bay. So we're going to be in Mo Bay having a great time. We're going to have great excursions. We're going to do a live podcast recording. And you know what? Let me just put this in the atmosphere, because this season is about miracles and manifestations. It's my goal to interview the prime minister and his wife on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Now, how awesome would that be? Yeah, yeah. So if y'all know somebody... 
that know somebody that knows somebody, let them know that I want him to be on the podcast. It's only $100 to reserve your spot. So go ahead and reserve your spot so they don't fill up and you're watching us on the ground wishing that you were there. Go to ICan'tWaitToTravel.com. That's ICWTT.com. ICWTT.com. Click under Group Travel and you'll see us as the first getaway in the month of May. Join us at Mobay, May the 4th through the 7th. Listen, I can't wait to see you there. We're going to have an amazing time. And so when did you file for divorce or even better, when was the divorce final? So the divorce happened, started, that process started in 2018. Um, and, you know, technically it started, you know the game, it started yeah. before 2018, yeah. but it started to like actually be official in 2018. And it was a it was a tricky situation um, going through that whole situation back and forth, which took a while. It took I don't even know the exact amount of time it took, but I think because of COVID, yeah, it slowed it was, down. COVID slowed things down and slowed the processing down. The actual courts and all of that shut down. Yep. So it was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> now I got to wait even longer to go through that situation. But yeah. And so when you look back, what was the one thing that you've learned from who you were? in the marriage and who you are now? I would say God has to be first. It's the biggest lesson I walked away from that situation with. And it's not just first in your relationship, it's first in your life. And it has to be God, you know, that has to be something that's at the front and center of every decision, every thought, every everything that you do, yeah. every action you take. And, you know, I would say just by prioritizing God first, that allowed me to then see myself in a new way and be who I truly was the whole time. Yeah. You know, that I was afraid to be. And so being yourself, being honoring yourself, honoring your needs, valuing yourself and not allowing yourself to be lost in a situation, you know, and ultimately it comes down to being incompatible. And the lack of compatibility comes from not having God at the center. And so, Santia, when you were um, in these dating streets, uh, <laughs> you started writing your first letter. How old were you? 2017. Like For five 20, years ago. Yeah. 25. 25. Yeah. And so at that time, you want to be married? I did. So I, how, when you looked at your life, you know, a lot of females always imagine when the big day would happen. What day was that for you? What year did you say you was going to be 25, 26 or before 30? I honestly thought I was going to be married like around 25, 26. Um, so I was definitely ready. But to be honest, I've always been like a like marriage minded person since I was a young kid. For some reason, I just I just loved love. I yeah. was like a hopeless romantic. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, as I got older, I was like, man, I I don't have fun like not being in a relationship like I don't enjoy just being out here searching getting my heart broken you know all this trial and error I was over it so at 25 you was over at 25 you said I'm done I'm just, yeah. God you got to bring me somebody I'm yeah, writing this letter I, was like, I need whoever it is to grab this letter and come to me <laughs> like I'm done yes yeah, like I I really like and then seeing you know um my my mom and you know her finding love again and then my older brother got married so I was like okay this is this is real. Like this can actually be a thing. Um, and for me, like I said, I was just I was ready. And I also was like, I really want I want kids. I wanted kids at twenty five as well. So <laughs> I was like, I want the whole package. How many kids you want? Uh two, maybe three. 
How many kids you want? I always say nine and a half, but oh I settled with her <laughs> two. And Did I was you like, say nine and a half? You want nine and a half? Nine and a half. She said, not me. It ain't it's coming out of my little womb. Puppy. We're going to adopt this puppy. It's going to be a little puppy. I want two as well. Yeah, so you want two. And so... um Y'all have, no, before I even talk about how y'all met. So here you are, you out in these dating streets, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, What were you doing at that age? What career were you doing? So I was an entrepreneur. Um, I was really focused on like online training because I was a fitness trainer. So I was building up my brand. I was also also an influencer. And I was also um, a nanny. So I was. <laughs> so that really was messing with you. Talking, about, I yeah, want my own baby. I'm taking care of the other people. I was like, oh my god. So I was like being prepared to be like a mom. So I I really enjoyed that. Um. So I was honestly just focused on myself, like focused on getting ready, building. Um. And at that time, if I'm being real, looking back, I was not ready emotionally yet. Um. And I wasn't, and also mentally. Because I had been through so much, mm-hmm. like, in relationships. So I feel like I was also feeding off of pain. Yeah. So, um, and I also feel like that's why I got pushed into the relationship that I was in at that time, or before that time. Um, so I think once that ended, I was just like, I was trying to grab onto anything yeah. instead of trying to heal. So I will say that. But even outside of that, like, I still never became like scorned or hardened. I still believed in love. I still didn't believe every man was bad. Yeah. So, you know, I still wanted it, but I still had a lot of work to do at that time. So you tell me, you said in hindsight being 2020, that's what you saw. Even in that moment, you never became a bitter, you never became a bitter woman. Mm-mm, never. Always was hopeful. Always. Always. <laughs> How many bad relationships did you go through from 25 until the day that you met o Isaac over here? <laughs> <laughs> Every single one. If you can quantify, is it five? Or okay, are you one of those number? people that's really relationship driven that you start dating a guy and y'all boot up, this is my man? And were you, <laughs> were you one of those type or were you casually dating? Or No, I, I was never like a casual dater. You, like you, you had, you had, had boyfriends. Be, like you had to say, we, right, we, do you want to be together. with me? Yeah, we go together. Yes. Circle yes and no. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it wasn't no maybe, no in between. Let's see. It wasn't none of that. I don't do that. So I would say between then and like probably four. Yeah, four. And you feel like all four of those relationships were toxic? Yes, extremely toxic. Explain. When you say toxic, because a lot of times we use these labels and be like, oh, it's a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. What does that really mean to you? So when I say toxic, um, I've been through some of the worst things that you can go through. In a relationship, so I went through physical abuse. I went through mental, emotional. Um, I've been cheated on. Um, yeah, I've been <laughs> dating someone and didn't know that he was cheating, and then the la- the lady found or showed up and showed I'm up in what, that, to your house to his house. Yeah. Oh, while you were there. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's I've I've had. The full range. And out of all that, you still was hopeful. <laughs> I still was hopeful. I don't and and honestly, I like I really don't know why. I just feel like that's my personality. Like I'm a very, very like caring. Um and I try and I also I, I, I try to like see like both perspectives. So like I don't wanna like I feel like I can say that, you know, every man is bad, but is every man bad or is it 
like the men that I'm choosing. Mm. And I always have to ask myself that when I got upset. That's good, Santia. And my mom, and I, I keep saying my mom, but my mom really helped me. No, that's good. She used to always say, don't, my mom used support. to always say, like, when I would be on the floor crying in a ball in a fetal position, she'd be like, Cynthia, I know this hurts, but don't let this harden you. Do not let this harden you. She used to good always mom. tell me that. Good mom. And I. What's her name? Cynthia. Cynthia, shout out to you, Cynthia. <laughs> when I say that's mom. what it, that's what shout you, out to mom. I love that because you can see the the opposite of that. Uh, you, you have uh, mom seeing their uh, daughters go through heartache and pain, and, and they tell her, mm. you can't trust these men. Exactly. Mm. You, so I want you to get what you need to get from them, make them break that bread, mm-hmm. don't ever give them your heart, and don't you ever fall victim to a man. Exactly. Right. But your mom actually opposite. taught you properly and said, don't give up on love. Every time. Cynthia, shout out to you. Every time. Amazing. So, I owe a lot to my mom. That's it's the amazing. opposite of bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So after coming through your marriage, were you hopeful in marriage to want to do it again? Or were you like, I ain't never getting married again until so, you run into her? It wasn't even my decision. It was God's decision. How so? I and I, I, I want to explain it. So I'm glad you asked that question. So the time in between that and meeting her, I dated, right? I dated with intention. I was looking, and I'm like, okay, this is what I need. Right. Right? I learned through that situation that my needs have to matter. I have to prioritize what I need, or it's going to end up being toxic. 100%. And so going into these relationships and dating, I'm literally doing what I talked about earlier is grilling. (laughs) I'm trying to get an understanding of where you are spiritually first and foremost. And if God told me this is where I'm supposed to be, then I'm going to be there. If God is telling me I, this isn't where I'm supposed to be, then I'm out of here, which has been the situation. And so when I met Santia and, you know, since we've gotten together, it's been that, you know, I didn't make the decision to go into this on my own. This wasn't a siloed ego-based decision. This Talk about it, King. faith and, you know, discernment. That's how it came to me. So that's the best way I can explain it. The choice to be married, it was never a bitter thing. It was never about I don't want to be married. I don't like marriage. I actually love being married. I loved, you know, being in relationships. I like having a partner and a companion, somebody that you can build with and grow with. So those parts of it were attractive, but I knew it was going to be tough to find. (laughs) I wasn't naive to that fact. So that's what I would say. So, Santia, you got a group of of supporters and fans out there. Uh, because of what? What, do, what? what did you grow in a claim for in an industry? What do people know you? What, what do people best know you as? <laughs> um, I'll say a few things, actually. Okay. So, at first, it was that track girl. So, yeah. track baby. Um, then, it is now that football girl. Yep. Um, and now, it is also in combination... Uh, that girl that created that that shoe company. <laughs> um, so I made history twice. Um, the first was being offered the highest contract in women's football. Yes. And then the second was being the first female athletes ever on a shoe company, which is called Tronos. <laughs> Queen, when I tell you, that is so freaking impressive. And as you and I were talking, like you you kind of stumbled upon this football career. Yes. Uh, you were originally running track, had ambition and and aspirations to be in the Olympics. And then uh, after several uh, injuries, you um, transitioned and said, hey, I saw a little billboard, I saw a little sign, and Mm -hmm. you know what, maybe I should just try out this flag football, and what happened? 
I went to a practice, um, and the coach was like, how long have you been, you been playing? And I was like, uh, I never played. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, we signing you up. And the rest is history. Literally. That's, <laughs> Literally. That's how it works. He said, we signing you up. Yeah, that was it. He was just like, okay, we about to, you know, turn you into a running back. And I was like, bet. And <laughs> that's, how it, that's literally how it happened. I just felt it like after the first practice, I was like, I love this. This is going to be like my life. What did you love about that? Man, like I got a chance to like not only be fast because I'm a sprinter, but also use my agility, which I didn't realize I had so much of. Like I know as a kid, I was super agile. Like yeah. I was jumping on stuff and running away from my brothers and, you know, doing all this stuff. I used to play, you know, backyard football and street ball. I was a tomboy, yeah. tomboy, tomboy. Um, so being able to do that as an adult and then also, you know, like make some friends, make some more female friends and, you know, in football and stuff. It was also the atmosphere, um, and the sisterhood and everything like that. And honestly, the competition, like I'm super competitive. Like, so the fact that I was like, oh, I can try to be the best at this. Right. I was like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I want to be the best. That was my goal from day one. Like I want to be the best. I want to be the face of this. I want to be the one that, you know, uh, inspires other young girls to do this. And that's honestly what I've been able to do. Man, you see how cute she is, man. Yeah, she's gonna just try to say, I just tried to do this. This girl's absolutely oh cold. Gosh. No, I right. saw a video of you right. in 2020, and it was just a training video. Right. And I said, God, dog, this girl is bad in the mood. Right. I said, this girl is super duper cold. She's Thank the female you. version of Ricky Bobby from uh, Talladega Nights. Oh my she's, gosh. She just wants to go fast. That's it. I mean, that's true, though. Like, that, that was the thrill. Like, I love, like, breaking ankles. Like, that's I'll it. tell you, I got joy out of that. Like, that was my thing. So. I joy out of it. I did, but Barry Sanders was my idol, so that yeah. says a lot. Yeah, Barry yeah. Sanders. It's a trip because I like I've never ever met uh, a female football player. Really? It's a no. Lot of us out here. Yeah, and I and I know that they had leagues and stuff like that, but I've never been to a game. Uh, I've seen some. I remember I seen some uh, league that they had at one point where. What was it? Was that a lingerie league? I, it was some league. I knew league. he was going to say that. Well, hey, I'm just saying what came across my timeline, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not saying real. that's why I went. Yeah. I didn't go there. It uh-huh. just popped up in the timeline. <laughs> I said, what kind of football? This is interesting. I mm-hmm. may have to go check this football game. So I, play, right. I actually played in that league for three months. I didn't realize what it was all the way. <laughs> and when I did, I was like, oh, I'm out. Like, this is this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what y'all doing out here? <laughs> like, we not, I'm she not trying like, to be a part of that. Deuces. Yeah. Why? 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 I said to you, why you, why you, why you, why you want to do the little lingerie league? Because. It was so degrading. Like I just, I just was like, y'all doing this for free? Like, dang! Like this, and they was like, we love it. I was like, okay, well, this ain't for me. Like, I'm over here trying to get speaking gigs at schools, and they like, what, what do you do? And I'm like, I play football. What kind? And then they Google me, and it's like, oh. Next, we're, we're <laughs> like good. no callback. No callback. I was like, nah, it's messing up my children. brain. Like, okay. <laughs> you will not be speaking to our children. Exactly. So, Isaac, yes, sir. What do you do for a living? Oh man, so I currently am the president of Eminent Future. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I do. Um, Eminent Future is a digital product innovation company. So we help the federal government build software and figure out how to create technology that improves things across the board, man. That's what we do. So government contracted. I saw something on social media one day. I didn't know if it was real. I thought it was fake. 
<laughs> I ain't never seen nobody that looked like me that's not too far from the age that I am mm -hmm. get awarded a contract with the government for $13.4 billion. Yes, sir. And that contract belongs to you. It belongs to my company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. Me it belongs to you, whatever, my company. <laughs> if you put my in front of it, it's still you. So our company. I yeah, would say our, our company. company. Yes. Our company. Yes. Our, me and yours. Our company. <laughs> <laughs> you just got awarded. And I said, how in the world does an African-American man land a contract with the United States government for $13.4 billion? What is your answer? A lot of perseverance. That's what I would say. That's the easiest way to explain it. Um, I've been persevering a whole lot of stuff. The government ain't gave me no contract. <laughs> so you can't just say perseverance. Because I've been persevering. And I ain't getting no $13.4 billion contract Listen, with what's, nobody. What's yours will be yours, man. Like, that's the game. You already know. I ain't had no podcast either that, that blew up. So, you know, each of us got our things. Everybody, Everybody got, got their legs. No, for sure. So it, the the journey, you know, it was a lot of twists and turns, but it came down to, you know, one, I would say I give all the glory and credit to God for having an amazing team, yeah, having amazing people at the table with us helping. You know, I, this wasn't a silo situation. This was a lot of hands and a lot of, you know, people being able to come together and create something that turned into what it is. The history part came from, the fact that I was the only black person, right? And also the youngest. <laughs> so that combination is where the history side of it came from. And, you know, it really just was a lot of perseverance, man. We, you know, as a company have been working our way up from the bottom, winning contracts left and right of this size to this size to this size to this size. So one day, you know, it turning into what it turned into. It just turned into what it turned into. Right. Like, I'm just all casual. Just billion me, dollar, listen, billion dollar me, contract. Like, like, so humble. Yeah, it just turned in. And when I looked at it, I'm telling you, Isaac, I'm keeping it, I'm keeping it 100 with you. Please do. I saw an article and I said, let me go look at this because this, anybody can post anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can post anything. Right. And I said, it got a million. He said, look at this. It got over a million views. And this, this. I said, all right, yeah, whatever. Let's see how real this is. And I read this article on Forbes.com. I said, Oh, that's for real. And I said, well, maybe you can pay for an article to get for When I say I was so I, will, I wish it was that easy. I do too, because I'll be all in force, but I'll right. be saying right. all kinds of stuff. Right. But in my brain, I said, because you seem so normal and you so freaking humble that I was like, Really? Like, help me under, like, this, none of this makes sense to me. It just don't make sense in my brain. Y'all expect me to be on, like, MTV Cribs? Yeah. If you black, you're supposed to be that. And then if you and if you white, you need to be real nerdy and real aloof. And you're, you like, just real, just... Just, just awkward. Just awkward. You know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Right. So it just don't mix. You know what I'm saying? You got your hat to the back. You chilling. You know how to have conversation. You know how to laugh. You know what I'm saying? And you're this freaking brainiac that has created, along with your team and your partners, shout out to them, uh, an amazing company that was awarded a contract to the tune of $13.4 billion with the United States government. Yeah, and it's a, the way that it works, and I'm going to give you some context just to explain it, the way that it works, the goal is over a period of time, this is your window. And throughout this window, 
you can create as much up until this point. Right. And the the value that you bring to the table, you're going to receive in return. Right. You know, it's, it's so a if contract. you don't work, you don't so eat. Yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> it's not, so we're a multi-million dollar company with the potential to be a billion dollar company with this access. That's the best way to explain it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Lord, that's beautiful. Um, so here you are, you on your individual journey um, to find the one. Um, she's on her individual journey. She's writing letters and putting on social media and hope people don't look at her as being thirsty, uh, as she so eloquently said. Yeah, as a pick me. That's you a know. new term. Yeah, that's a new term. Pick me. Oh, she a pick me. Look at that time I feature exactly. her. Exactly. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't write. be positive. Uh, you can't be positive at all. Yeah, we just come up with new reasons, new, new ways of to shaming be angry. people. I'm just like, dang. Like, come on, man. Can I be happy? Like, can I be hopeful? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? They want you to be like, hey, nah. So, matter of fact, did you get a lot of negative comments when you was doing that? Oh, my gosh. Um, yes, and 98% of it came from women because mm. they're like, oh, my gosh, you're being so extra. You're being so thirsty. Why you got to post that on social media? Keep that to yourself. Put it in a diet. Like, just all these <laughs> weird. And I'm just like, why are y'all so bitter? Yeah. Like, mm. I'm trying to be hopeful. Like, I just came off of a broken heart, and this is what I'm doing. There it is. I'm not going and saying I hate all men and going on social media and posting memes about how much men have done this to me yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn this into something positive. And that's just the way that I, 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 what I chose to do, the outlet. Which is so dope because that's the heartbeat of this podcast is that God told me to do this podcast and write these letters. Every episode ends with a letter to my future wifey. Uh, it's in this beautiful box here. It's about over a hundred letters in there um, <laughs> so far. That's awesome. And um, just to heal and to literally manifest and be able to write because writing is my highest form of communication. Mm -hmm. So to be able to write and yes. put in black and white ink, uh, um, what I desire, you yes. know what I'm saying? And yes. it's like, it's, it's just, it's amazing. So when people started sending me a video back in 2020, I was like, oh, that's dope. I need to talk to her. But then they sent me another video last month that said, <laughs> it worked. Mm. <laughs> it worked. It did. Oh, it worked. Mm -hmm. And that video was an engagement video. Mm. But let's take a step back. How did you and Isaac meet? You want to go? Yeah, go ahead. Ladies okay. first. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. Um, so I was on Bumble um, and I was kind of on and off. Like I had got on there, I think maybe like two months prior. And I was on there for like, um, I guess, um, a few months or whatever. And I was like, this is crazy. This is too much. Um, I got off. And when I was off, I like I kept feeling like something was telling me, which is God, was telling me like, just try again, try again. Right. And coming from a background where my mom met her now husband on social media, my twin brother met. Oh, really? Yeah, my twin brother met his wife on social media. Mm -hmm. And then I have friends that met their spouses on social media, um, on dating sites. And I was just like, why not me? And I kept saying, <laughs> like, why not me? <laughs> and so anyway, so I was like, okay, something's telling me to get back on. So I got back on. And I was on there, you know, for like, you know, a month I was swiping and I starting to like feel like, OK, uh, this is just not for me. Right. Clearly, maybe I'm going to meet him at the grocery store at Whole Foods or something, yeah. something cliche or whatever. <laughs> and as I was swiping, it was one day I was so bored and I was like, OK, I don't want to go out with my friends. I just want to be in the house. 
And I was just like, I'm going to just get on here and just swipe. And I was swiping, swiping. And I saw his profile and something stopped me. I was like, okay, let me look at this profile. <laughs> and so <laughs> She said something. You know what it was. <laughs> I was just <laughs> What was it? What was it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> here. The, what was the, it? The people we need to know. Yeah. So God. Okay. 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 God told me, look a little bit deeper. So I clicked his profile. And when I was reading like his bio and what he wanted, it literally mirrored mine. Mm. Like he was super intentional. It was like, uh, I'm trying to settle down. If you're not, then I'm not for you. You know, I want, you know, blah, 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 blah. He was listing everything that he wanted. He and just put it right out there. He Isaac. put it out there. And so, and um, and mine was, was like that, but a little bit more rough. Because I was like, don't message me at all because I will block you. She did. I was not playing. I was like, don't even waste your time. You put that in your Yes, she I was did. like, do not message me if blah, 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 blah. I want this. I want that. <laughs> I'm trying to be a wife. I'm trying to, like, I was very, very, <laughs> like, I was not playing with nobody at that point. And so, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to swipe on him. So, I swiped on him. And then I got off. And... For the first time ever, like in my dating site history, um, I was thinking about him for mm. some reason after I got up. I was like, and I was wanting him to like for match with me. For some, for some reason. Look, I got to give some, you know, I got to make it reason. suspenseful. <laughs> 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 so anyways, a few days went by and I was like, I kept checking. I was like, did he match me? Did he match? And he didn't match me. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done. Forget it. I, I'm. How long I'm, between when you did that? The, the, were you waiting for him to match? Like four days. So it wasn't that long. Right. <laughs> I didn't have no right. patience. I was going to say, don't make it sound like I was. It was four days. Yeah, we're trying okay. to change yeah. the world. Work right. for the government. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I didn't know what he did at the time. I just thought he was an entrepreneur. So I was like, cool. <laughs> but anyway, so like, I was like, okay, I'm done. So I was literally getting on. The dating site to, and I was literally about to delete, like literally click the delete profile, and his message came in. And at first, I was like, "God, God, God, y'all God, know." I look, got a name drop. Please, no, continue. You, you definitely can do that. So, so he came. So his message came through, and at first, I was like, "I'm not about to open this." Like he should have already messaged me. <laughs> And I was like, he was meant to be. He want to message me sooner because I'm over it now. And I was like, if he, if it's meant to be, I'm gonna, when I get back on here in a year, he'll be waiting. That's literally what. That was my mindset. So you already see what I had to deal with. You already see. I already it was, was upset. No, I was already upset. I was about to delete it, and his message came through right before I deleted it. But if he's supposed to be the one, yeah. he should have came, right. came, came earlier, or you need to wait a whole nother year. That's what I God. said. That's what Tell I said. Tell God off, huh? That's you right. I, and God was not having it. because So after that, I was just like, something God kept telling me, just just open it, just open it. So I opened the message, and I was like, okay. He actually respectfully, you know, started the conversation. And he what'd was like say, so Isaac, friendly. What'd you, say? what'd you say? Do you remember what you said? I don't even remember what I said. Do you remember what I said? You were like, I think it was like, hi, um, how are you doing? Um, I read some... your profile. I'm super intrigued. You know, like yeah. super deep, yeah. Isaac. Like, yeah. And just like, he I analyzed my whole profile. Isaac was like, you use 833 characters <laughs> in your bio. And the number eight signifies new beginners. The number nine. Right, and I was like, just like, Isaac, okay. Why don't you count all the characters on, yes. my, on my bio, definitely. Isaac? Why don't you do Oh, my God. But no, it's like, he, like he had did like some research about me. And I was just like, okay. And, and but he, so he was like, um, so no, he said what he said. And I was like, okay, nice to meet you. 
Like I was a little had a little bit of attitude because I'm like, why you ain't mentioning me four earlier? Days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus came from the grave attitude, in three right? days. It it's took you four days. Right, exactly. Respond to my DM. I don't know what's wrong with you? She be hard. I'm telling you. I wasn't playing. So, so we start talking, and he was like, um. So what do you do? And I told him like who I was. I said, wait, do you know who I am? Because you had a rule there. Because I had a rule. And what was your rule? And I, if you if you knew me from social media, I was going to block you. <laughs> or unmatch you. I wouldn't block you. I would unmatch you. <laughs> and he was like. So um, Santia had a rule <laughs> that if you saw her on the dating site and you knew her brand Don't from, talk to from any other social media <laughs> platform, you have you do not have an opportunity. Or don't. Just act like you don't know me. Either one. Like, <laughs> I just told you to be like, oh, track The baby. rules, though. These rules, though. But it worked, okay? These rules, though. Man. So I did have an attitude a little bit with him because he did end up saying, like, later on, he was like, so, yeah, I did do research on who you were. He was like, congratulations, queen. You're like, blah, blah, blah. You're doing some amazing things. I actually have this um, NFT event that I think you would be a good fit for. And I was like, oh, uh-uh. Like, I'm not getting on this dating site. I was about to block him. I was like. offering her an opportunity. Yeah, I almost, got the, I almost got deleted, it, bro. I'm like, teacher, is it cloud? Like, what is it? And I was like, uh. Uh-uh. I was like, this is a dating site. Right. I am not trying to. I'm not trying to do thing. work on a dating site. <laughs> what you say? The most what? The most positive thing you could do for another human being. No. Is you get blocked. Right. And you get blocked I, for it. I was not in a mindset of like, I'm trying to find my husband. I'm not trying to get have a business partner. Like, what you talking about? Right. So I was like, in a, that's pretty pretty much what I said. I was like, have a good day. And then. I was, she literally did. And, and he I was, was like, like, whoa, whoa, I don't even know you. I was like, I don't even know you like that. <laughs> and I and then I then I had to step back. I was like, okay. He said, I don't even know you like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I literally said that. I was like, I don't even know who I'm you are. Like, I don't know who I, you are. And I was, I was like, like, oh, that, 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 my bad. <laughs> get out your own way. <laughs> get out your own way. <laughs> oh God. And then how did y'all connect? When it, so oh from that moment, how did y'all transition into the first phone conversation? Oh man. Your uh, turn. It was a I, I don't remember the specific details, but I know it was a good conversation. We, we talked through chat and then we exchanged phone numbers, got on text, and then we had a phone call. And how and long it, was that first phone conversation? Man, that first phone conversation was at least three hours. And, we and talk- it was actually pretty awkward because <laughs> what was why was it awkward to you? You know why it was awkward. Why was it awkward? Why? You know what it said? Yes. Yeah. Y'all don't judge me, okay? We, we will. Uh, <laughs> but. But. Be real. Let's go. Okay, okay, out. okay, okay. So, it was our second conversation, right? It wasn't our first. Was it our first? You got to tell know. the story. I think it was our first conversation. I was on the way to another date. Another Bumble date. <laughs> mm-hmm. The whole, it, you the tell whole the story. time we were they talking, be. I was like, man, he is so dope. Like, I really like his personality. And I'm driving to this date, and I get to like, we was going to dinner this with the other, I was going to dinner with this other person. And I'm sitting in a parking lot, and he's like, where you at? And I'm on the phone. She's on the phone with me. I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, I'm almost there. Like, <laughs> and, but what was awkward was I was saying, I'm almost there. But you was and he there? was walking towards my car. Like, he already saw me. And so I was like, I forgot what I said to you. I was like, okay, well, I'll call you back. Yeah. I was like, I'll call you back. I, I was like, all right. You're like, okay, cool. But the whole time I'm sitting here, like, with this other person, I'm like, 
you are so boring. Like, I just got the phone with this amazing man. And all I can think about is when this is going to be over. And, like, I know it probably reflected on the date because I was just like... Like, he was like, want to get a drink? He's trying to be, like, all, you know, energetic. I'm just like, I'm a little tired. You know, I think I'm good. He was trying so hard. He was like, so second date? What's up? Not getting none of the signs. I was like, I'm going to let you know. He's like, well, can I take a picture? Which And I was like... Bruh, like, no. So <laughs> after I got a car, I hit Isaac up immediately, and then that's how it happened. I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so what? You uh, you told me that you used to be on dates, and you would give guys the third degree just as, as soon as you sit Immediately. Down. Explain that. <laughs> what would you do on dates? I had I was on a mission. What was the so mission? So it wasn't even a date for me. It was like, right. it's, it's like an interview. So it was an interrogation. Interrogation. That's not an interview. It's an interrogation. Different level of intensity. So, and I know y'all gonna judge me, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be transparent. This is what we're doing today. Yeah. So like, I will walk in, and I already had my list of like questions that I was gonna ask, and it wasn't superficial. Like, mm. how much money do you make? Mm. Um, do you like? Bentley's like me like you know whatever like it wasn't can you buy me a Birkin bag at some point in our relationship like it it wasn't that at all it was just like um are you God fearing what is your relationship with God you know um do you want children what kind of parenting you know it was very like I need to know these things if you're going to be my potential husband tell me about the date that you had when you were saying that the guy you sat down with him you asked him what so again it was a dating site date um and <laughs> I don't know how we even got to the the actual f- like physical date to be honest like how in person because I was confused on what he believed in because he was like you know my he kept saying my my uh, grandparents were like pastors or something and for some reason I was good enough at that time I don't know why because uh, yeah anyway so we went to we got we we got to the the place that we went to dinner. And um, I was just like, okay, let me start the the questions right. like fast. And so um, we he was just like, hey, how's your day going? I was like, good, good. So I want to ask you about the spiritual, you know, question that I asked you. And he was like, okay, cool. Like, what's up? And I was like, so what do you actually believe in? And he was like, um, well, you know, I so my grandparents. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but what do you what do you believe in? He was like, oh, I don't really, honestly, I don't really know. Like, and I was like, he believed in his grandparents. <laughs> he straight up told you. He, he did. Like, I believe in my grandparents. They amazing. And people. I was like, oh, I said, okay. I said, well, you know what? Um, I don't think this is gonna work between us because I am very, very, very like strong in my faith. Um, and I am a spiritual woman. I'm a child of God. Um, and I need a a, a man that is also going to be able to lead me spiritually. And I was like, so with that being said, I think I'm going to go. And he was like, we ain't even get the table yet. So we, you're not going to have dinner. And I was like, I ain't going to lie. You. I don't even want to waste your time because I would at this point just be using you. Like, and that's when I just, and I did end up saying I didn't even tell you that. part. He was like, even though he was mad, he was clearly mad. He was like, OK, he was like, I, I get it. He was like, but you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it because I'm a good guy. And I said, you, you might be. I said, but you're just not for me. Mm. And then I went home. Why was powerful. the spiritual relationship that a man has so with God so important to you? 
Because if you can't, if a man can't submit himself to God, how can he ever submit to me in marriage? Mm. How can he ever truly be faithful? How can he love me correctly? How can he love our kids correctly? How can we build a future? Like, how can we fulfill our purpose as a as a as, as a married couple together if you have no relationship with God? You have no grounding, meaning you're capable of anything. Right. Meaning breaking my heart. And I wasn't with that. Isaac, did you have that same foundation and desire to meet a woman that has strong biblical Christian principles? It was like number one priority for me. Wow. Um, same reasons that she mentioned. It was, you know, I I saw what the opposite looks like, right? Yeah. So it's like once you experience dark, you want light. It's the best way I can explain it, man. Yes. And and the 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 requirements for me, they weren't as strict and stringent as hers, for sure. <laughs> um, she was like a, like I said, she was like a drill instructor and me being a Marine, I was able to handle it, but <laughs> it was a lot. Ladies, had that list. It was a lot. Okay. Don't even no, no. don't feel bad about that. Y'all don't have to go that about eighty percent. That's good. You ain't gotta go all the way a hundred. You'll need to so go. So what was y'all first in person date like? She was she was drilling you. We were drilling each other. I by, know. But by the it time the, by the time the first date happened, we had already had multiple hour long conversations about everything. We mm -hmm. talked about our upbringing. We talked about the dating situations that we were going through. We yeah. talked about our careers. We talked about you know sex. We talked about everything. We knew yeah. we knew what. Everything. We were getting ourselves into before we even stepped into that first date. Good. And there were no surprises. And so when mm -hmm. we got together that first time, my first my first reaction was, one, she's beautiful, obviously. Like, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. But <laughs> it was also, she was beautiful on the inside. And so we met at the restaurant. We get to the restaurant. And immediately when we got together, it was like just this explosion of energy around us and like people around us just started paying attention and walking up to us and complimenting us and all types of stuff. They thought y'all was already together. Right. Mm -hmm. First time we ever hung first time we ever met, it was already that energy. <clears throat> it was. And I remember when I when I walked in and I sat down and I just were I just kept looking at him. I was like, this feels different. Felt like and home. I remember I told Felt him like, like home, huh? Yeah, he was talking. I remember I stopped I said I don't mean to like interrupt you, but you, you make me feel so calm. Literally, and I've never experienced that ever on definitely on a first date ever. So at that point, I was like, okay, this is this is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, it was just dealing with the barrage of questions <laughs> and trying to he you just know gonna just go suffer suffer that that you know that intense pain that I had to go through. Oh my god, Man, he loved it. He loved it. What's some of the questions she asked you? Man. <laughs> So so how how long was how long was your last relationship? What y'all what what ended it? Like what what was you know what caused it? How did it how did it you know was she okay? Was it like we went in the one question that I asked him that I think everybody bro. should ask is if I was to go and talk to your ex, what would she say you did wrong? Mm. Yeah, because that at that point you can't point we the talked fingers. About, for sure. So yeah. And yeah, we, we dove, we dove into all of it. And so for me though, honestly, I walked away after that first date feeling like I can be myself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is okay. Yes. And I, I came into the situation saying I'm going to be myself. There it is. No matter what 
I'm going to be 100% me. Yes. And if she likes it, cool. If she doesn't, no, hey. it's not my person. Facts. But she loved yeah. it. And it actually made her feel peace. And it actually made her feel calm, which made me feel peace and made me feel calm. Because so. y'all was showing up authentically with who you are. Yep. Exactly. No and mask. We showed, we told each other all of it. <laughs> the yeah. good, the bad, and the, the ugly. ugly. Mm-hmm. And we were still there. And that's, you know, to me, that was one of the biggest things I always asked for was compassion. You know, even in my profile, my dating profile, I said compassion has to be one of the criteria. And I was looking at it from that perspective of I'm not perfect. I haven't been perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I've had, you know, a lot of bad decisions that I've made, but I've also made good ones. Yeah. And so a compassionate person will be able to understand that God is still inside you. Mm. Right. So that's the reason why that was such a importance for me is because if, you know, if you believe that Jesus died on a cross for our sins, that means we're sinners. Yes. So me coming to the table with sins in the past, it, you can accept that and embrace it as long as I'm moving forward in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And both of us had that same mindset. So that's why this, that side of it was so important for us. 100%. I have- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, what would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you take up a new hobby, catch up on some sleep, complete reading the book you've never had time to finish but always promised that you would? Did you know the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is by knowing what's important to you and making it a priority? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I could not become the person I am today without therapy, to be honest with you. My vulnerability and transparency were cultivated in therapy and it served as a foundation in which the beloved Dear Future Wifey podcast was built. Now, as you know, relationships of all kinds are important to me. Therapy helps with learning positive coping skills, managing expectations of myself and others, and most importantly, establishing healthy boundaries. Oh boy, life is stressful, ain't it? Now, therapy is a safe space to recalibrate and recenter. Now, can I be transparent with you? Since the inception of this podcast, I've always wanted to do this right here for better help. Why? Because so many of you reach out to me seeking referrals for therapy services after each episode. My heart has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of you desiring help to show up better in life. And guess what? I believe the world is a better place with better help. It's entirely online, too. Designed to fit your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Wifey today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Wifey. I asked you earlier, <clears throat> I asked you earlier when we were at breakfast, um, had there been moments or how many moments and what moments have y'all gone through that has presented itself as confirmations uh, throughout this journey that no matter what happens tomorrow, y'all getting a big fight or whatever about whatever, that you go back in those moments and go, no, this is this is God. Uh, when I say those moments, name a couple of moments each that y'all had where you knew that it was nobody but God that orchestrated that. Mm. Jesus, it's so, it's so many. many. <laughs> There's literally so many. But I'll let you go first. I'm trying to think of like one I of the first ping ones. pong back and okay. forth. You name okay. one, you name one. Um, I would say when I actually had a dream. Because God talks to me through dreams. And every relationship that I've ever been in, um, he always came and was like, eh, I don't know about this person. <laughs> so and it was always something. And I'm like, okay, 
I know once this dream happens, it's over. And every single time I had a bad dream, it was over. I found out something. Mm. So the fact that when I had a dream about, and I was asking God for discernment, like, okay, is this my person? I, I like him a lot. You know, I'm feeling him, like his energy, his vibe, everything is like perfect. Like even the energy that I was meant, like when I was writing my letters, I literally started to try to manifest the energy that I wanted him to have, like his his aura. And that was him. And so I was like, is, is this him? Is this it? Am I about to be a wife? <laughs> about to be a wife, Jesus. <laughs> right. And that night, um, wasn't that night? Two nights later, um, I, I was I had a dream, and I remember I was in this this uh, dark room, and it was a, like a light, almost like when you're on stage, um, and I could feel this God presence. I couldn't see him, but I could I could feel. I knew for some reason I knew it was God, and I remember asking. God, why did you have to take me through so much pain with these relations? Why did I have to suffer so much? Um, you know, what was, is there a reason? Is there a reason for it? And he was like, well, you said you wanted um, a man that was going to shake the room and that was going to change the world. Mm. And I brought him to you. He's here. And I woke up. And I was like. And I'm, and I'm talking like, about two I'm, days after y'all first date. No, no, no. No, no it wasn't no, two no. days. This was. What maybe like two months, two and a half months? Into it. Two and a half months. And and I and I kept like I was being so like careful about everything. So <laughs> she was. I was like, I was trying to do everything right. Like I wasn't trying to dive head first in and fall immediately and you know, miss the, the red flags. And I was looking for red flags. I ain't mm -hmm. gonna lie, I was looking in yeah. every direction under every rock. And I just kept saying, Okay, I in all my relationships, I never asked God, is this what he wants? Mm -hmm. I never have and so for the first time every single day I'm going to ask and I kept saying please show me please show me because I don't want to be hurt please show me yeah and he he he, he literally just kept showing me oh yeah like Isaac. all the time Isaac yes sir confirmation what well, name a name a moment of confirmation I want you to be thinking so of your second one too the, I got the I would say so the, I got plenty. <laughs> the big one that came for me um, and I don't remember exactly when this was in the situation. It's probably around the same amount of time, a little, I think, or maybe a little bit earlier. Um, was when I read her dear future husband post, which was my first time, and she actually set them, set me down and showed them to me. And I'm sitting there reading them, and I'm like, I look at her, I'm like, what? <laughs> this is like you're literally describing <laughs> me. me to a T. And it scared me to an extent, but I knew what it was, obviously, yeah. right? I knew where this was coming from, but I was just like, okay, this is, and then I showed her my list mm. that I had wrote and it was all her. Mm. And it was me. just like, <laughs> it scared you. Y'all yeah, both scared. Yeah, we like, both okay. sitting there like, from oh, wow. Right. So this Time really worked. Like, <laughs> no, this Track, really. Baby. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you, saw what she did on the, you saw what she did on the engagement video. She was about to take off. <laughs> Because, okay, we got to talk about that too. I really got so many DMs about that. She uh, remembered that ACL. She got, she got, oh, no, bro. <laughs> I got but, nah, bro, it was literally that moment for me. And that was one of the first moments um, for sure. And I was just, you know, I sat there and read word for word. And I'm just like, this is me. And I remember showing one of my boys. And he's like, she literally described you. And he's like, you him. tell me you showed one of your friends. I did. It was, <laughs> you got to go check it through your homeboy. You wow. Yeah, you got yeah, you you to show, you gotta show <laughs> your homies. I was like, bro, like she literally just, <laughs> 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 right. You got to check and make sure that you ain't all yeah, in your emotions. And he's you like, somebody that he's really like nah, that's really, they, like she literally described you. 
And I've had friend after friend contact me that's read it since, especially since the engagement that have read what she's posted. And they're like, yo, she was literally describing you the whole time. Like, this is perfect. So it was, that was one of the moments for me. That's a powerful moment. Cause yeah. that's something that's in something you wrote, some black and white. I wrote this and people can see those receipts uh, and where God can be glorified in that sent to you. Um, man. Okay. So the, the next one would be when <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to cry. If I'm going to try not to. Um, they now that I said I'm gonna cry, <sighs> it's okay. We'll get you some tissue. We got some tissue over there. Okay. Um, we can sing some spiritual hymn, hymns. Shut up. <laughs> Don't make it worse. Stop. Okay. Anyways, just to- the the second one was when we were like going to Florida. Or was it was it Florida? Or was it? Louisiana. We've been in so many places. Orlando was the the first. When I opened up to you. That was the first trip. Orlando. Okay. No. That, that, was, was that was on the way back from Orlando. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, on the way back from Dora. Let's have a twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, I opened up to him in a way that I never had with anybody. And I was telling him, like, just things that um, I just kept to myself, I guess, because I felt like people wouldn't understand. And the way that he was able to, like, dissect that and open me up, you know, in a way that honestly changed my life in a way. Because it just honestly transformed me into a different person as far as, like, just more being more confident, being more um, unashamed to be who I am um, without, you know, shame. And... um he was able to see me in a way that I just never experienced. And I used to literally always cry to my mom all the time after these heartbreaks. And I used to be like, nobody sees me. Nobody sees me. Like, I just want somebody to see me. I want somebody to see Santia, not Track Baby, not Queen of Abs, not whoever. But I just want somebody to see Santia. And she would be like, he's going to come. He's going to come. My mom, you know. And so when he was, when we were talking that day in that car car ride back home, I was just like, like, who? It was almost like, who are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> who are you? Because he had me crying. Like, and I'm just like, it's too early for me to be crying in this morning, too. <laughs> so it's never I was too just early like, for tears. <laughs> but it was, it was the first time I really experienced tears of joy. Yes, yeah. that's what I was I about never to say. experienced that before. It was always like, I'm crying because you hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. So the fact that I was crying, I was like, this man sees me? This man really sees me for the first time in my life? And I just was like, okay, God, I hear you. I see you. I see mm. what you're doing here. This is another green flag. So. Man. Yes, I didn't cry. Good job. <laughs> yeah, almost made me cry. But you almost oh. made us cry. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah <laughs> we, we about to cry, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to maintain my gangster. Right. <laughs> Keep my thug tears in. Suck it in. I'll suck it in. <laughs> Can you oh. suck tears in? Like yeah, that thing? yeah, it is. <laughs> suck it in. When you start seeing that, that Negro spiritual, it may be <laughs> suck it back in. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I have, I have one more, and you just reminded me of it in this conversation. So it was a very similar moment of vulnerability for me. I was watching, we were watching a service on TV, you remember this? And it, this was early. 
And it just hit me. Like, in a way that I hadn't been hit by a service in a while, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember. And I'm bawling in tears. But my tears were of joy, too. And she's there with me. And this is very early in us knowing each other. Like, weeks, first couple of weeks. (laughs) And... I just felt, you know, the the Holy Spirit come over me in a way that I hadn't felt it in a long time. And I started looking at her and I just felt pure gratitude. I started thinking about my life and I just felt pure gratitude. And it was like an overwhelming feeling of, of just bliss that I felt in that moment. And I'm literally, I'm sobbing in tears at this point. And I look over at her and she's like, yeah, this is powerful. It was no judgment. There was no guilting. There was no shaming. There was no, no pointing the finger or looking at me. She didn't hold it against me later. There was nothing negative that came out of it. The entire experience was pure joy and acceptance. And that was one of those other moments for me where I just knew for a fact that, like, oh, this person was sent to me. This mm-hmm. isn't a I – I didn't just find somebody. This was a gift. And so that was one of the other moments for me. So it's been like we can keep going. Yeah, we, <laughs> we could do a whole podcast just about these moments. But it's been a lot of them in this, since we've been together. Cynthia, what did old Cynthia say? About him? Yeah. <laughs> Mama. So when my mom first met him, um, and I was like, what you think, what you think, what you think? She was like, I like him. And I was like, you like a man that I brought <laughs> to you. She was like, yeah, like, I like him. And I was like, okay, okay. She was like, yeah, I I, I see him. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? And she was like, he knows. And I was like, so did y'all have a conversation, sidebar, like conversation without me? She was like, he knows, like, he knows. And then I would say about two months later, she texted me at like, 10 o'clock at night and she was like I got something to tell you and I was like what she said me and Ariel well me and Ariel which is my stepfather have something to tell you and I was like okay why don't you just ain't call me <laughs> she was like we both believe that Isaac is our son-in-law and I was like uh it's only been about <laughs> three months I said are you sure <laughs> she was like I I wholeheartedly believe that that's my son and I was like, wow. First time she ever said that. First time. First time she ever she liked any guy you everybody. did. Like, hates everybody. Hates everybody with a passion. <laughs> I'm not even lying. You know how when you have your flavor of ice cream and somebody <laughs> try to bring you something? Like, it's <laughs> she just, and she adores him. Like, adores Isaac. And it makes me so happy to see my family just like all just in pure happiness when he comes, you know, to whatever, you know, event we're at or whatever, or he comes by the house or whatever, everybody just, they got all these questions and they, you know, cause he's super deep. So he be answering everybody's questions and he just, he just him. But we all love him for him. He doesn't, and we don't want him to change. We're not trying to change him or anything. And every time I've, I brought somebody, they're just like, well, maybe if this, he was like this, or maybe if you could get him or you just shouldn't be with him, period. Like, it was like one of those. <laughs> but they would tell me everything wrong, and I'm just like, no, I love him. Like, trying to just fight it. And um, with him, it was like, this is the first time I don't have to defend my man. Mm. 
mm. like to my family or mm, my friends. Mm, 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 mm. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's a. This is the first time I don't have to defend my man. Yes. If we know how powerful that statement mm. is, mm. because the minute you have to defend it, it's like because there's a difference between people that just are haters. Exactly. But then, but when you have a circle of influence where you know they have the best intentions for you, and it's the first time where they see what you see and y'all all in alignment. Let me oh ask you this. Gosh. What was your type that you typically dated? I normally dated athletes because I'm an athlete, so that's just what I'm around. But I learned uh, many hard lessons that <laughs> you have to have more than just one thing in common. And you have to be aligned spiritually more than anything in the intentions of, like, where are y'all going? Where are y'all headed? What is, like, what are we doing? And everybody always was like, you know, you wifey, you know you wifey, <laughs> but all the actions never align with that. I'm like, how my wifey? But you out here cheating? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not hubby. What? I'm not hubby, but you wifey. But you wifey. Right. I, I, I like, I'm gonna be out here doing me, I but I want you, you to be right here in the right. house. Not nobody can look at you right. in this box. Like, and I'm just like, okay. So yeah. So I had to get out of my own way with that too. So I will say, like, I had to be open to more than just athletes. Mm. And when I did that, literally, like. <laughs> like it, it changed and I actually remember when I wrote my last dear uh, future husband post it was actually January I think 3rd and then I met him what was it February 14th? it was in February February 14th y'all met this year Valentine's yep. Day on Valentine's yeah on Valentine's Day that was our first conversation first time ever talking so <laughs> It's real. Like what's the, what's the <laughs> manifestation? Praise is real. I, I'm, I'm just messed up. So <laughs> he said something early on in y'all dating process, which he relayed his intention with you and gave you a timeline. Isaac, what'd you say? Well, I she said, "What do you think? When do you think we'll we'll get engaged or like move to the next level?" I actually never said that. You did say this. <laughs> we were having a conversation. You were asking me a conversation. <laughs> I mean, you were asking me during the conversation. Okay. We were at your house. You don't remember? I remember. I think I said, where are we going? Yeah. That's what I didn't say, where are we going to That's what I heard. Yeah. What I heard is, that's what it means. Because yeah, okay. like, I ain't ever going to ask you. It means the exact same <laughs> thing. where are we thing. going? You said, where are we going? Where are we hey, headed? yeah, yeah. I ain't sitting around too long. So, and I, I literally, I was like, <laughs> hmm. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Time is money, honey. That's what she says. Money, time honey. Is, like, I ain't got time. That's her little phrase. So, that's what I dealt with on day one. Money, honey. I'm like, oh, gosh. I don't even, I'm not even wearing a watch right now. Like, I'm not supposed to handle this. Uh, nah, so, during that first conversation, she asked me a question, and I'm intentional. When I get asked a question, I go to God first, especially yeah. if it's something dealing with something in the future yeah. or something of this magnitude. And what I received was this fall. And I was like, this fall. That's what I told her. It was like, by the fall, we'll be engaged. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was like, you, so you just going to, you sure? I was like, <laughs> that, that's going to question. Now, hold on. Now, right. <laughs> right. Now like, that I got my answer. Now that I got my answer, I need to know. It's real. Like, hold on. What? Because uh, the answer is so, it was like, yeah, like fall. And I'm just like, okay. Um, okay. Like, I was kind of stuck. I was like, all right. And I told my mom, and she was like, okay. Like, we both were just like, okay. 
<laughs> like we just like, all right, we're gonna see. That's what we're gonna see. And so, so this was month what, what month was this into y'all's relationship? This was like three. Three. And were y'all in a committed relationship month three? Mm-hmm. Y'all oh, were yeah. like, This is my girl, this is my we 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 here. And then you said, What we doing? <laughs> right. After three weeks, I was like, She said that the day time one. Is a ticket. She was like, So you're interested in getting married and engaged, having kids, right? We're going to do this if this is where it's at. If not, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, she was not, I was contractor. not that hard. She, she <laughs> slid a contractor for me with some clauses in there. Yeah. I had to put my glasses on. You are giving me X Ew. amount of ounces of semen right, right. now. <laughs> like, if it ain't this, then I'm good. I look, I was very much like, if it's not this, I'm out. Yeah. Like every time I was like. So in your mind, how long did you, were you willing to date a before a year? Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with Max, that. Max, and yeah. that's pushing it. <laughs> it really needs to be some it. steps happening within yes. that year to look like, like you're moving. Right. You just can't be saying, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, if I'm not saying these is happening or it's going to happen, happen, then it's not happening. We're not. It's, it's over. Like, I'm I was going to be out. I was like, I'm telling this you. is, I'm not dealing with it. Like, because I'm not playing with these men no more. <laughs> like, I was so like, when I tell y'all, <laughs> I know it sounds rough. Okay. But I just, I. It worked. It worked. <laughs> So don't so, be afraid to grill men because I feel like they be trying to shame us sometimes. But the one, if they want you, they gonna be like, oh okay, I like this. Yeah, right. they gonna yep. like it because they yep. know that you're serious, right? Yeah, right. that's facts. I, I agree. You agree with that, Isaac? One hundred percent. So I wasn't too hard on you. I don't know about all that. Oh my god. <laughs> too hard? That's a that's a stretch. Well, you look. You you <laughs> it works. <laughs> It was actually pretty easy. It wasn't that hard. And so at what point did you say, I am going to marry her? You gave her a rough estimate. Mm-hmm. And uh, what made you say, this day is the day? So, oh, wow. That's a great question, actually. So I originally thought it was going to be the day before. <laughs> <laughs> so I planned the whole situation. I got her family to come out. We went to, so she's a, she's addicted to fruit. She's one of the first people I've ever met in my life that's actually addicted to fruit. Yeah, sorry. Like, if you had a bowl of fruit right there, she would stop this interview and get up there and, 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 go, and go eat it. Because she's that addicted. But so I went. we went to a, a, a peach farm that didn't have peaches. I was, I was so upset. And they didn't have peaches. They had pumpkins because it was, it was, it was Halloween. Yeah. So we ended up picking flowers instead of getting peaches. But it was my favorite. It but was, it was her favorite flower, sunflower. So it worked. Oh, okay. So it worked, but it just didn't feel right. God was like, "Nah, they ain't got peaches. I can't. You can't do this without the peaches." And you know bro. what? Now that I re- I'm thinking back, I felt like it was awkward. I felt like the energy was like everybody kept looking at me. I'm like, "Why are everybody looking at me?" Like, like I'm why is my pick- whole family here? Like, yeah, my little brother don't to- do nothing because it's a Sabbath, so he don't do nothing on Saturdays. But he was there. I'm like, but I I don't know why I was so like just green about the whole situation. You were. I just it like, was okay. beautiful. Well, we just having a family day. <laughs> it was beautiful. So you, just called, you just called an audible and just said you're not going to yeah, do it. Yeah, when I got there, we were like looking for peaches. We asked all the staff, like, where's the peaches? They're like, and they're like, they no peaches right now. That's we're like, oh, man. I was like, nah, this ain't going to happen. So I text her mom. I text her mom. I was like, we ain't doing it. I'm not going to do it here. Abort, this don't feel right. Abort, yeah, mission abort. And so I, I knew, knew. my mom was acting weird. I knew the next day we had to go to the Falcons game. And so I was like, all right, God, is this where? And I just I just felt a smile, energy. Yeah, That's what I felt right, in return. In a space. Yep. And so it, we got there, and the game was just amazing. Like, 
It was they were playing the best we had ever seen. We were like, and is this do, a Super Bowl team? The like, <laughs> so that that had me like. <laughs> so Falcons, if y'all paid attention to this, we didn't try to. I'm sorry, you know, y'all know y'all stats. Look at y'all stats for the previous seasons. <laughs> y'all get what we say. Like it's all good. We not but posting this, this season. <laughs> this season was lit. That yeah. game was lit. So yeah. shout out to y'all. <laughs> so we get there. We at the game. You know, it's amazing. And me and her are sitting. We got great seats. We're sitting there. I'm like, man, I don't really want to get up to go organize this because this game is so good. But God's telling me to do it. So <laughs> halftime comes. I'm like, babe, I'm going to go get I, – I, after it was after halftime. Yeah. I went and got some food. And I'm vegan. So I, you know, I got that excuse to be able to take a little bit longer to find something like, that I no want. So no, I literally no, – no, no, I, no, I, So I ended up talking to one of the ushers, and I told him. I was like, listen, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get in touch with the girl who invited us, but I can't tell her because she has the contact info. So I got to go these back routes. So I talked to one of the ushers, tell him, he's like, oh man, that'll be amazing. I'm going to see, let's see if we can get you uh, on the Jumbotron. And he walks me over to guest services. We get to guest services. I talk to them and tell them. And then the lady there, she's like, yeah, that would be amazing. Let's see if we can get you on the Jumbotron. <laughs> but we got to go take you to the other guest services. And so as soon as I turned around, I literally run right into this guy that we met that's a part of the staff earlier that year. He was literally standing right behind me. I walk right into him, and I was like, bro. He's like, what's up, man? Uh, I was like, I'm being Santier here. He was like, oh, yeah, I heard you guys were coming. How's everything? And I was like, I'm trying to propose there, first and foremost. I was like, I'm trying to get this set up. Like, I need your help, bro. He was like, like, oh, I got you. I got you. And we exchanged numbers. I then went and sat back down. I came back with some food. Yeah, so <laughs> she was like, well, I was wondering what took you so long. You found something? I was like, yeah, I did. I found something. So and then I me and like him are so sitting there annoying. texting. And then next thing you know, which I saw happen, we went down to the field and they let us on the field and, and I proposed. So what did I you knew think? that day was the day. So we talking about how you about to run off. So what? Go ahead. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Like I'm an influencer, so I do like stuff like this all the time. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like get me on the field. Like get do a video. I mean, he was like, okay, well, let me fix his shoe. And so like that's why y'all saw me do this. And then, I didn't say shoe. I said let me fix this. Well, in my head, it, it was shoe. <laughs> I know. In my head, it was. He was like, he was like, you can't be shoe. single no more. I got to put a ring on it. <laughs> let me fix. Let me fix this problem. <laughs> <laughs> but she ain't know. And so when he, so I, I kicked my foot out and he was like, then he pulled out the ring and I was just like, I had every emotion possible going through my body. I was like scared. I was happy. I was excited. Um, I had to pee. It, like, <laughs> I was just so much happening. And so like, I ran. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, my just... first instinct was a run. And then I was like, wait, I got to go back. Like, I can't leave one of <laughs> She was literally about to take off. I told you. She felt that little twinge like, in her ACL and was like, yeah, all right, yeah, I, gotta go go back. Back. I gotta go back. <laughs> I gotta go back to this proposal. But he did an amazing job. Like, he did really, really good. He kept me distracted the whole time. So, like, overall, it was an amazing proposal. You did good. Thank you, babe. So, when you think about how God has been writing this love story out, what is the word that comes to mind, Santia? Say that one more time. When you think about how God has been writing your love story out, what's the word that comes to mind? Mm, man. Faith. Isaac. Word. Destiny. 
Mm. So when y'all think about, I was talking to Isaac and we talked about how um, men choose. Isaac, why did you choose Santia? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I'm literally crying. Yeah. <sighs> if you cry, I'm about to be bawling. No, Please don't I, cry. It's literally happening. <laughs> I, it wasn't it wasn't on, on purpose. Um why did I choose Santia? I chose her because I chose God. And I, I keep going back to it. Since we've been together, <clears throat> I've seen myself <clears throat> grow. I've seen her grow in ways that we didn't even know was possible. The way we complement each other in every way. You know, we're both from two totally different worlds, but it goes together like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) That's what I will say. Um, And and I know it's all of this was for a bigger purpose and for a bigger reason. And, you know, the word that always comes to me, I said destiny, but a part of that word is, I mean, that, you know, that answer is also revolution. Mm. And, you know, I we're on a cusp of so much change in our country. And one of those changes has to be the celebration of black love Mm. and no longer demonizing and, you know, criticizing our families and our family structures. And I know that that's what this was about for God is giving an example of two of his children um, and and being able to exalt them in a way that shows what's possible for the rest of his children. Mm. And so for me, that's what this means. And so it's beyond me. It's beyond my personal desires, even though all of that's there. <clears throat> it comes from my desire to put God first, you know, and just honor what 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 I asked for is here. I'm honoring it. Mm. What I asked for is here. I'm honoring it. Thank you. I'm honoring it. And that's why I say it's so important is that we pray and we ask God to do this for us. And then when we get it, we fumble it whether it be the male fumbling or the female that fumbles it, it's like we just, we fumble it. We, we, we forget how hard it was to find that which God brought to us. Mm. And we get amnesia. We get spiritual amnesia in year one or year two or an argument comes and you go, see, I, I don't even know why we got married in the first place, but you forgot <clears throat> the process before the promise. Mm. Right. And if we really are submitted to the process and the gift that God has given us, then we'll take a hold of the scripture that says, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder, mm-hmm. even ourselves. Yes. To not even allow ourselves to cause division within the very thing that God blessed us with. Right. And so what I see 
in y'all is such a beautiful kingdom marriage. I see purpose partners that have uni- have united for this revolution uh, that you speak of because God fashioned both y'all individually for such a time as this. Uh, there'll be something that happens so powerfully in the spirit realm when y'all say I do that brings about destiny, that brings about legacy, that brings about uh, hope for people to be able to say, no, hold on now. Hold on. If, if God did it for them, he can do it for me. And what's so beautiful about y'all is that y'all did the work beforehand. And when y'all met each other, <clears throat> y'all said, listen, all games aside, either you for me or you against me. But uh, we're going to have these conversations right right up front. Mm-hmm. And y'all asked the hard questions. Uh, y'all were transparent. Y'all were authentic in y'all's answers where that y'all could get skipped past all the nonsense. The reason why I say I feel that marriages take so long to actually formulate is because people aren't really talking like they're really not. It's like they just not having those real conversations. They spend a whole lot of time together, but they're not having quality time where they're asking those real questions to, to get to the just we're going to weed out all this nonsense. Either we supposed to be with each other or we not. And we're not going to play with each other. And you go and find the person for you. And I'll go find the person for me. And uh, instead of just wasting a lot of time. And so I love the fact King that you were so intentional about your love towards Santia. And you said, listen, it's God first. Because if I don't put him first, then I'm going to always get in the way and I'm going to circumvent everything he's trying to bring to me anyway. Amen. And, and it takes for you to have your ear close to the mouth of God for you to be able to speak to her heart in the way that you did. It, 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 you had to have your ear to the mouth of God for that opportunity to, to take place when y'all were driving back from Orlando and she began to open it and, and uncover herself with you, knowing that you're not going to use what she gave you in that precious and sacred moment uh, and weaponize that moment against her. It took for, for her to be submitted to the voice of God for when you uncovered yourself in that moment, when you were watching that, 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 that service uh, online that you were like, she said, no, this is this is beautiful right here. No, I need a man that knows how mm-hmm. to cry and worship God. This, No, don't, don't try to cover it up. Don't try to protect this moment. This is what I need in order for me to give myself away to you. Right. And so Amen. it's those moments that take place that if we're submitted to the process, that God orchestrates these beautiful moments where he tethers our hearts together and become one. And the oneness is being created before the I do because y'all are actually doing the work ahead of time. And the I do is just the official ceremony for sure you know what i'm saying and so that's what's so beautiful that's what i see i'm so encouraged by y'all's story i'm so encouraged by what god has done through y'all uh i hope people are so blessed by this santia done found a billionaire on bumble (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty crazy that's so catchy <laughs> then found a billionaire on Bumble. That's well, hilarious. let me tell you something. And man, uh, and it's a trip how you said that you wanted to run when you actually found what you've been hoping for. Mm. That you got it. And the first thing. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I, I think what I was also feeling was like, finally. It was just like, it was so overwhelming because I, this is what I've been 
dreaming of since I was a little girl. I mean, every most women by the, from the time they're like six on up is like they're planning their weddings. And so for me, like seeing all of the pain, all of the hurt, all of the bad relationships, like and just it all flashed by. Honestly, like I was like, okay, I had to go through this and this and I had to get my heart broken in this way and this way. And I had to, you know, feel this and blah, blah, blah and experience this in order for me to get to this. Mm-hmm. And I, there were, even though I wasn't, I never was bitter or hardened. I will say that there were times where I was like, okay, maybe it's just not for me. Yes. Maybe I'm not supposed to have a partner in this yeah. lifetime. And so when he got on his knee, I was like, in okay, white pants, God. mind. In yeah. white pants, in white pants. <laughs> on, green on, on green turf. On green turf. I was like, okay, God, like make it plain, Isaac. Make right, it plain. Right. <laughs> You didn't think that out, did you? No, not at all. Not at all. After the fact, I was like. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just like, it was like all of my, my, what did my mom say? My ashes, it was at, from ashes to beauty. Yeah, That's from beauty to ashes. Saying. Beauty yeah. to ashes, there we go. Yeah. And seeing all of all of yeah, that beauty from ashes. That's beauty, what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all beauty from ashes. That's what here. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, this is what it was for. Yes. Like, finally. Like, it was literally like just a big sigh of relief. Like, okay, finally, he's here. Mm. After all these years of praying and hoping and, and crying and, you know, all the tears on my pillow and the, and the, the, the showers where I was crying myself to, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of these things that I had to go through. And I just literally was like, it's not, maybe it's not for me. They have it. They have it. But maybe God has a different plan. And I was, it was points where I was like planning, like, okay, I'm gonna have to maybe adopt kids <laughs> or Man. go to the, you know, get that, whatever. Like, you have to get somebody else's sperm, whatever. Since you're only 31 years old. Yeah. I know, I'm but like, I'm like, 31 years. Yeah. I live in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, she, she yeah, I live okay. in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta so, ages you by like. There's not a lot of hope there. Like, <laughs> like the little desert. bit of hope it's that a, you have. It's a hope desert. I'm saying, That's like, a, I just was like, I cannot do this. Said, I like, I cannot live. Like, I can't do it here no more. Like, That's hilarious. So, she don't talk about adopting. She is in early 30s. Make it sound just, like it's Rikers Island or something. Look, like, y'all go to Alcatraz. Atlanta and see how what we go through. Because it's, it's crazy. Jeez. So I was just like, I can't. So again, so I was just I was just over overwhelmed with happiness and just just joy and, and pure and it was just a blissful moment. One thing as we close, uh, you a boss woman, and uh, you one of the things that you have achieved is being a a female that owns your own, you know, co-own it with your mom, but your own sneaker line yes. called Tronus. And um, congratulations. Thank like you. that is dope. Tell <laughs> us what you. that word means. It means thrown in Greek. Thrown in Greek. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't want to get all in the weeds about how dope this is, but one thing I'm gonna tell people is to go to the website. What's the website? Uh, TronosOfficial.com. TronosOfficial.com. Uh, y'all ship worldwide. Yes. Ship worldwide. Uh, y'all working on some things to get into some local stores in Atlanta, right? Yes. And um, you ain't at liberty to say that yet until the ink dry, right? There's more local stores. Yeah, because we're currently they're already in some. four okay. athletes' feet. Um, or foot. Foots. 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 <laughs> foots. You got to put the foots on it. Um, <laughs> in, in 
in in Atlanta, um, and we are going to we are um, working towards getting our shoes in another really really big location that we can't disclose right now. Right. But, but all that information, online. if they sign up for your mailing list, y'all release that and be like, yes. hey, we're in this store. You'll be the bomb. first to know. So go so sign, sign up, up for a mailing list. Become a VIP uh, member. There it is. Become a VIP member. Uh, Isaac, what you got on the horizon? Oh, man, I'm working on some really awesome stuff right now. Um, I want people to go to my website. Go to mm-hmm. IsaacBarnes.com. Or if you Google me under Isaac Future President Barnes, you'll find me there as well. That was something I found interesting that Isaac is going to be running for president in the future. That's the plan. There it is. And I found my first lady. There it is. What do you what do you what do you think about that? But I, this when I saw that I said this Hold on, I got to say this cuz I always talk about purpose. You said we had this whole conversation about guys and how we choose or whatever. Uh why did you choose her when it, as it equates to your purpose? Man, it's a lot. <laughs> I could go into a whole lot about that specifically. But I, the thing that I would say is she amplifies me, which I think is a woman's role. And we both agreed that that's a woman's role. My, my role is to provide and support, and her role is to amplify and increase, right? And that's what she's done. And so the amount of growth that the two of us have experienced and how much, you know, we've evolved in a very short period of time and to being further who we are is one of the most powerful things ever, right? And then on top of that, she's a voice of a strong, powerful black woman, you know, who owns her own and does her own and controls her own, which is a narrative that just needs to be played out across the planet right now, right? And so being able to come together like that in a way where our purposes are magnified by being together yeah. is one of the most powerful things ever. And that's, to me, the what made this all the easiest decision ever for me. Man, listen, man, that's what I'm talking about. That's absolutely amazing. Man, uh, shout out to y'all, man. Make Thank sure you, man. that y'all go to IsaacBarnesForPresident.com. It's Isaac Future President. Isaac Future President. President. If you just Google that, you're going to find me. Okay. It's the easiest way. <laughs> you, are you really active on social media? Because I know you don't be like she. She's been pushing you to become more active on social media, but she has. So you about it's to better. see me? You about to see me turn up? Okay, you about to turn up? Okay, yeah. cool. <sighs> I'm about to just let this go because I'm telling. I could talk to y'all for another two hours because I just, I just love it. I love being in this space. I love seeing intentionality. I love to see black love. I love to see like a man literally cover his woman. And uh, I want y'all to protect that. I want y'all to protect what God has gifted y'all with. Because as y'all know, it took a lifetime for y'all to find this, man. And uh, don't take it for granted. Hey, y'all give it up for the future (laughs) bonds. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into child protective services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted? Yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, It was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. 
I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least $2.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTerris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. Let me tell you something. I am so excited to be back with season six of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Again, this season is all about miracles and manifestations. I'm believing God to do some amazing stuff. Believing God to... Um, provide the finances for Kingdom Royale. I'm believing God to connect me with my purpose partner and for us to do life together. You know, in 2023, I just feel something that's going to take place that's going to be a, a divine connection. Um, and who knows? 
what if I get married in 2023? I feel it in my spirit. I think that would be great. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, today is the beginning of a new season of my podcast. I already feel a shift. I feel my heart tethered to you. The Lord released a word in my life exactly a year ago. That rhema word was suddenly. I'm expecting God to do something suddenly with us to restore the years the canker worm stole. My tears transformed into black ink through each letter I write to you. I'll patiently wait for confirmation that you're the one and shout it on the mountaintop when the Lord confirms it through tangibles only we know. I can't wait to do great exploits through our union. You will be God's greatest gift and the most cherished gift I've ever received. I love you. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.